Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com here. It's Sands of Time week. We're going to make our predictions, but it is also June 4th, so it's time to talk SmackDown Live. I'm joined tonight by Alex Palowski. Alex, how you doing? Man, I tweeted this out, but Goldberg was on tonight, and I was vividly reminded of the first night that wrestling died. <laughs> Goldberg was involved in that. And I really honestly feel like there's a thesis that you could construct that that night may not have killed wrestling, but it gave it cancer. And, and it's just been dying a slow death ever since. And, and I think it's in hospice now that a raw superstar has been made the number one contender for a SmackDown title because nothing matters. All is void. Embrace the darkness as you slip into the great beyond. Damn, man. Like, I have you on here for your dramatic experience, but that was a dramatic experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about all that tonight. Uh, reminder, this Friday, Sands of Time coverage, uh, post-show podcast. We'll find a way to donate the proceeds. Uh, it's a gross show. But uh, UFC 238 is not a gross show. I covered that at length with Showdown Joe over on the MMA channel and uh, FightfulMMA.com. That was a great show. This Sunday or this Saturday's UFC 238 is one of the most top to bottom loaded shows that they've had since we've launched Fightful. Just ranked fighters all over the place. Let's get into SmackDown Live. Kobe Kingston, Xavier Woods come out. Kofi shows a video highlight of him in Ghana, which I loved. That was great. I, I loved. I wish it would have been longer. But, Alex, I figured out why it wasn't longer. Hmm. They had to make room for about 73 other video clips during this segment. Yeah, this is the the existential question of, does Kofi know that Ziggler's going to come out and do, and here's a, here's a clip of, here's a, here's a video package I had made of, of he my went, I, He my went highlight. all B-Rabbit freestyle on him. He knew everything that Dolph Ziggler was about to say against him it, and just, bam, it had like, it queued up. But it, this is the best part, is that not only that, but he must have already seen the video package 
And then he saw the video package that that Dolph presented, and and he knew that missing from it was the thing that he said. Ah, but Dolph, I'm sorry, you seem to have forgotten a major part of your history. Here, I'm going to throw it to this thing. Like, how did he know to have that queued up? Like, it's all just it. What basically what WWE asked you to do is to not ask them anything. Yeah. And and I just I can't I can't do it anymore, man. There's just too many questions that you you are forcing us to ask you. Stop it. I agree. It got to the point today, and, and we'll talk about it, where I got so frustrated. I'm like, I, I should stop asking because yeah. I don't want to make this show redundant. The thing is, though, I want an objective show. I want to call them out when they do dumb shit, but I also don't want to be redundant for our viewers who listen right. to us every single week. I mean, we did phenomenal numbers yesterday we did our best traffic ever on fightful yesterday nothing yeah. happened nothing no. i mean i posted honestly uh an article that did over a hundred thousand views was people talking to me anonymously about the john moxley interview sure <laughs> and one person saying that they got exhausted to the point of nausea like it was it's just unbelievable uh a couple super chats Justin Lopez says, tonight was the death of the brand split in my eyes. I'm with you, my friend. Matt Thomas says, am I being dramatic and saying the wild card rule may be the worst implemented idea in WWE history? Oh, my friend, we will get there. We will have a hearty conversation about this because it is one that I'm not sure if we will be talking about regularly. Uh, Tyler D. Rose, man, he, he shortened his name. It's just Tyler D. Rose 2019. There's no go Bulls in his middle name. Yeah. Says, why is WWE cheap? Come on, no pyro events. Well, I'll tell you why there's no pyro because they almost set or they did set US Bank Arena on fire one time. I was there for that. Dolph Ziggler comes out and he says that he respects Kobe Kingston too much to beat him up right here, right now. Dolph Ziggler then throws to a video. Why? That is the weirdest thing ever. Now, do you, Alex, here and there, I have people that are like, you know what? I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight you at Survivor Series. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right. Well, if they want to fight me, if you want to play me and pick up basketball, you want to show up in my gym and grapple me, you better have a video presentation ready <laughs> for when we talk trash to one another. Yeah. That's the only way. Otherwise, I will see it as not properly built and not worth my time, Alex. Well, well yeah, it couldn't be. It's not. It's just not. Um, this is so. So I guess the whole thing that he says is like. I mean, I I, I get it. He's the heel, but that 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 Ghana video package really could not have been more heartwarming. I mean, and that, it was kind of amazing to see. Like we we bitch about WWE. We 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 crap all over it when it's when it's bad, it, it, which is often. But it's kind of amazing to see what kind of reach this company has and how, how many people all over the world genuinely love at least the performers in it. Uh, and to have that connection between between Kofi and his home country of Ghana was amazing. And then, yeah, he's the heel, but like Dolph like, but this isn't about that amazing thing that we just saw. This is about me and how I deserve all the things. Yeah. You know, and it just it, it felt a little on the nose with like, you know, um, just – I don't know. And, and, and him throwing the video package, which you're like, yes, he did have all these amazing moments in his career. That's, that's undisputed, indisputable. Um, But, but to have him like, you know, have that video package queued up 
for those of you who don't remember Dolph Ziggler because he hasn't been around for a while. Um, okay. But I do love Kofi Kingston being like, but, but Dolph, there's a part of that, of your history that you forgot. People in the back. Like, my favorite part of, of Kevin Owens as a heel for all those years was he had to do this kind of crap too. But he would yell at the monkeys in the truck. Monkeys! Put up the video, monkeys! They abuse this production team, Alex. They really do. Like, I, I sometimes hit up our graphics team and I'm like, hey, can you can you make a, a, a <laughs> vague outline of Warren Hayes' face and caricatures? That yeah. way we can use it. And they're like, yeah, sure thing. That's less work than what these guys had to do for Kofi True. and Ziggler because they had to have, like, a full-on retort provided. Kofi yeah. Kingston shows Dolph Ziggler giving up his U.S. title, which I'm glad is at least introduced into canon because, let's be honest, that's the most sense they've made out of that situation in the year and a half since it happened, Alex. That's true. I don't know if you – I what, at what point did you start doing SmackDown with me? Was it last year? Yeah, it was some sometime last year. I mean, I was here I – was, I was doing SmackDown, I'm pretty sure, for the whole – Dolph just decided to walk out, and then he came back a couple of months later for the Royal Rumble and never mentioned it again. It seems to be the trend with him. Yeah. He goes back up at the Royal Rumble with no yeah. explanation. Yeah, yeah. And there we go. Then Dolph Ziggler shows him beating up Kofi Kingston a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, all right. I mean, I don't understand how that's supposed. I mean, like, here's the thing that that. That I love, that I really liked about it was Kofi being honest and say, "Yeah, you have had a great career." I mean, I know that you beat me for the Intercontinental Title the first time you held it. You beat me for the U.S. Title the first time you held it. You've beaten me before, like it's and and so the idea of uh, it kind of neuters um, Dolph going like, "But see, here's video footage of me beating you up." Like, yeah, I mean. Kofi already admitted that you've beaten him before. This this footage doesn't do anything. All it does is call more attention to the fact that he got his head pilmanized and he's fine. Like, come on. Like, you, yeah. you got to figure out ways of, like, doing a beatdown uh, and going up to the edge where it's believable that the guy is just fine in the next week. You got to figure out how to do that, guys. Fair promo, uh, you know, wild card. At least it's made sense a little bit. You put Kofi, or not Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn together. Why wouldn't they? They're, they are friends. They are teammates. They are a team that could help elevate the tag team division. And quite frankly, they should be a team somewhere. <laughs> sure. They should be feuding with the Usos or with <laughs> who the hell are the SmackDown tag champions right now? Um, uh, Brian and Rowan. Okay. Hey, you know what? Wouldn't mind that situation either. There you go. They weren't on the show, but uh, that's okay. We don't need everybody on the show every week. I'm fine with that. But I like New Day teaming up in this iteration as well because it reminds you, hey, I know Kofi Kingston's having a, a fantastic main event run, but he's still also a very good tag team wrestler, and so is Xavier Woods. Right, and the New Day will continue to exist. Uh, they They brought back Big E just so they could have him kayfabe taken out again even though he wasn't ready to to actually return uh so i like that he's not around um there's still that that mystery of was it kevin owens who beat up biggie was it not um i i loved i, I thought this was good uh with with um with, with xavier back back in the ring with kofi it felt like old times 
um, Kevin and Sammy, I agree, should be a tag team. But how can they possibly be a tag team, Sean? They're on different brands. I mean, putting having them be an actual tag team that fought on both shows would be like, I don't know, having a Raw superstar win the number one contendership to a SmackDown championship. Mm-hmm. That would just be insane. Hold up, horsey. We'll take it Old Town Road in a minute. We got other shit to talk about right now. Yeah. Good work here. Uh, no surprise there. Four of the best couple of teams that could really help tag te- make tag team wrestling mean something. Uh, this is Xavier playing the babyface in peril as KO and Zayn implement some really great heel work. And then Kofi Kingston tags in, hits Trouble in Paradise, gets the win, as probably should happen. Um, yeah. Wouldn't mind Xavier getting a win here and there. He's been so ignored in the ring throughout this entire situation. But Kofi remains red hot. At this point, like, I've, I've got it. It's established to me. Kofi's a main eventer. Yes. He's more than deserving of being a main eventer. He's, he's delivered in the ring. I'm okay with – I would be okay if Xavier got a, a win here too. you got to keep him a little bit strong as well. No, I, I I totally agree. Um, uh, the new the problem with this is that they can't figure out how to tell stories concurrently. So the story is involving all members of the New Day. Kofi Kingston is WWE champion now. Therefore, you can't have um, any of his tag buddies uh, look like they're equal to him. Otherwise, why isn't Xavier Woods the champion in a couple of months? So they have to keep Xavier looking less than so that Kofi can be the big hero who comes in and hits his his move to win matches like he does with Drew in Paradise now. Uh, I, I, I get where you're coming from. I just don't expect them to be able to figure out a way of like keeping Xavier strong while keeping Kofi stronger. Like that's yeah. not how they work, you know? Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, Dolph Ziggler shows up and super kicks Kofi Kingston, leaves him laying. We'll make our predictions Friday. Oh, boy. So Alexa Bliss comes out and heals a stagehand for making bad coffee. Okay. Uh, Bailey comes out, and Alexa Bliss is just still worried about her coffee until Bailey smacks it out of her hands. Carmella and Charlotte Flair come out respectively, Alex. Charlotte says that she's facing Carmella and Alexa Bliss for a title match at Stomping Grounds. Oh, man. This frustrated me. So we're going to go ahead and talk about the match. Match was pretty good. Alexa Bliss defeated Carmella and Charlotte Flair. Just really one spot where there was some miscommunication, and that's okay. Alexa hit a code code red while Carmella applied the code of silence. Uh, Lots of stuff going on there. Uh, Alexa has just a hell of a punch that takes Carmella out. We go into uh, a series of kicks. Then Fire and Desire comes out, and Carmella lets it distract her a little bit because all WWE baby faces are Really stupid for some reason, and I don't quite understand why. But, you know, uh, I did dig the triple threat match on SmackDown. I I like that. It felt different. The stakes don't hurt either. That that makes the match seem more important, and I thought everybody did pretty good in this match. There was a spot where Charlotte chased Alexa, which was kind of funny to watch her chase her around the ring, but then Alexa just sat there and waited to get chopped. That was weird. Uh, there was a great spot in the corner where Carmella and Charlotte teased a super power bomb into a super Frankensteiner. Favorite spot on the entire show was when Charlotte had it a figure eight applied and Alexa Bliss did the twisted bliss. Just amazing. And there was another near fall on natural selection. 
Uh, my only other qualm with this is Charlotte has to stop getting airborne on toe kicks. Like she jumps in the air and she kicks people. Now, Alex, I don't remember what Fire and Desire's issues were with Carmella. What did I what did I forget? Um, well, there was the thing where uh Mandy uh kicked Carmella well, she kicked a ladder into Carmella, which in the Money in the Bank match, and Carmella left. And then she came back, and because she came back in, she kind of cost Mandy the match until Mandy got the better of her, and Sonya carried Mandy up the ladder so that Bailey won. Like it was like it's. I, then they had a match a couple of weeks ago, I think, and and Mandy won pretty easily. Maybe maybe we're missing a step. Maybe there was supposed to be a segment where Mandy said, "Why does Carmella get this um this title shot?" This uh, number one contendership shot when I beat her like two weeks ago, shouldn't I have the number one contendership? But they didn't have that scene, so it's a deleted scene. And maybe it'll be on the Blu-ray release. Um, I, I don't understand what what why we're having this fire and desire thing either. But I'm trying to piece it together because you know I like some stories. I, I want them to be there. So usually, sometimes I try and fill in all the gaps that they present us with. Uh, Carmella gets yanked out of the ring by fire and desire. What well, kind of yanked down Alexa bliss wins. So a raw superstar challenging for the SmackDown title. Uh, all right. So a little bit of a spoiler here. We had the revival drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, Alexa bliss. That's five people. I get it, the Revival are one act. But in the 24-7 segment, there were like a dozen Raw superstars there. Like, this makes me wonder, should we just stop talking about the wild card rule? Should we stop talking about the brand split? Because I don't know what the hell's going on here. They don't know what the hell's going on here. The wrestlers don't have any damn clue what's going on here. I had one person backstage try to to, I don't know, say that I hated everything about WWE when I shit on it the first week. No, it is it is goddamn insulting to the intelligence of the viewer. And Vince McMahon might not care, but I care. Seems like Alex cares. People who watch our show, our demographic, by and large, cares. Yep. Now, am I going to act like our demographic are a bunch of Harvard grads? Probably not. <laughs> not saying, I mean, we, we've got some really great minds that that follow our show. Mm-hmm. But I mean we're not we're not talking about high art here for WWE. You don't have to you, you, it doesn't require a lot to follow WWE or it shouldn't. But it does now. Cuz you don't know what what the hell's going to go on. Yep. Now there there are these people that insinuate that Vince McMahon is booking this for Harvard grads and that, that you got to be on his mental wavelength to be able to to capture the genius of what he's doing oh fox wants this and usa wants this you know what usa and fox want they want fucking numbers they want good fucking numbers and a way to do that is to build a good show to build a good show you make sense of things hey it's not the hard and fast rule big bang theory was the hottest show on tv that shit was ridiculous Some terrible entertainment on that show. And tons of network uh, comedy shows fall into that mold. But 
This shit does not make any sense. I I want to like this so much because I love my job and I love wrestling. And man, one of the one of the things I love most about wrestling is talking talking about it with the people that are in our chat, the people that are on Twitter, the people on Select, all that stuff. Man, I live for that. I I really pride myself on engagement. This shit doesn't make any sense. And to the point to where I when I see somebody defending it like, "Oh, why why should you care?" It's very frustrating to me. It's yeah. really frustrating to me. Almost as frustrating as them doing the shit. Alex, uh, you can rant. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the deal. Um, there, it's very. It's, the problem is, is that uh, I, I, I had somebody say it's, it's, it's so lazy to the, the point of just being awful. And the problem is, is that it's not even lazy. Lazy would be Alexa Bliss is on Raw. So she's going to have to challenge for the Raw Championship. That's lazy because you're not creating a story to figure out how to get her someplace else. This is just insulting. Like, it's just like, it's not even lazy. It's just, it's, it's operating with zero consequences to your actions. It's, it's. It's the idea that you could just say, I, 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 why? Because I said so. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just obstinate. That's not necessarily lazy. It's just, I decided that this is what's going to happen. Why? Because I said so. So it's going to happen. Like that doesn't make it, that makes less sense. I mean, Alexa Bliss could very like, I mean, Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch. That's a program we did in 2016 for the SmackDown title. That was actually pretty good. Like that was a that was a good program they did. Uh, Bliss and Alex uh, Bliss has gotten better. Becky and Becky's stratospherically over, and Bliss has been a, a multi time champion. You could do that program on Raw, but apparently they can't get away from Confederacy Barbie. So they have so Bliss has to come over and work a program program on SmackDown. But on SmackDown, you have former champion Carmella. You have former eight time nine time champion in Charlotte, and you have. Should have been former champion, hopefully multi-time future champion, Ember Moon, not to mention Fire and Desire. You have all of these well, women. Why'd they split all up Riot method. Squad? Why'd they split up Riot Squad? They didn't know Ruby was going to get hurt. They didn't know. They, why, why'd they call up Buddy Murphy? He's He's been on TV once and wasn't even on TV when right. he was on TV. Yeah. I mean, what the? Liv, Liv Morgan tweeted out wanted post missing posters for herself tonight. Liv Morgan did this. Liv Morgan would like to know why why Alexa Bliss uh, has uh, has a title opportunity on SmackDown and she doesn't because she was actually brought over here um, on SmackDown. There are there are half a dozen more than that eight women on SmackDown who deserve a title shot more than Alexa Bliss because Alexa Bliss isn't on SmackDown. Period. Period. The wild card rule has ruined. Everything. If everybody says, oh, just drop the brand split and go back to like everybody's on both shows. No, because WWE cannot figure out how to not use the same half dozen people over and over and over. I again. covered that show. I covered that show so for bad. years. No. And it was always a retread that often wasn't even referred to the following Monday. No. Now, there'll be some dickweed that goes, hey, he doesn't about everything. No, we're, we're here every Monday and Tuesday. We cover this show. 
I, at least subjectively on my behalf. Alex has been known to be a bit of a downer here and there. Uh, why did why were the War Raiders called up? Where have they been the last month? Why couldn't they have dropped the titles in NXT? Where are the tag champs? Yeah, here's the thing. Um, Why why were Rude and Gable split up? Where are they? We have a major uh, pay-per-view. Apparently, it's as good, as big, or bigger than WrestleMania. There are no tag matches on it. Because because Brian's not going to go over there. And the, the Raw tag champs are... We're missing in action. You you decided, I have an idea. Let's put the belts of the raw tag straps on the jobbers who haven't won in forever, and they'll get over by us we, not putting them on TV. We have some super chats that I should probably get to. Wild Boy says, Mandy was bragging about her magazine cover on Twitter, and Carmella went off saying she accomplished more in the ring, which is more important. Okay. Okay, good. Perhaps good. I, I missed liked, that. I would have liked to have them to have, you know, said something about yes. that during the night would be nice. Yes. Alex Anderson said, Grippos better be worth it. My boy Alex Anderson ordered some Grippos. That is a Kentucky delicacy. I send Grippos chips to the Toronto office for Christmas every year. Mike JC821 says, did Vince forget Ember and Liver on SmackDown? Yeah, I think he did. Or just doesn't give a shit. Rob Wilkins says, super chat to plug Monday Nitro Retro Podcast. Yeah, we did the uh, first Nitro ever Retro Review Podcast. Uh, we go really in-depth on that. Lex Luger, Postamania, and what WWF was doing at the time as well. Uh, Jimmy Van asks, why do you have Cookie Monster on your hand? What am I missing? It's me. I, have a, I, miss, I, I fidget a lot. And this is a, oh. my, one of my... One of my daughter's toys that happened to be sitting right in front of me. I'll, I'll, I was like, I'll what, the, I was like what the hell is he talking about? Hey, you know what? As long as you don't pay a licensing fee, as long as I'm not paying Cookie Monster, <laughs> do whatever the hell you want with it. Yeah. Juggle it for all I care. Yeah. I don't give a damn. Uh, we have another one. Ross Gould says, the argument for a brand split is to showcase more talent, but WWE puts the same guys on TV every night. Makes there no sense just to combine the brands. No. Here's the thing. You are somehow implying that what they do after that would be better than what they do now. And I don't think it is because at least, uh, I don't know, 20% of the show can mean something as things stand. You combine the brands, SmackDown's not going to mean anything at all, period. It's just going to be bad. It's going to be a retread. It's going to be the same shit all over again. (sighs) So R-Truth approaches Carmella backstage. Shane McMahon calls and tells Truth he has a match up next. It is a lumberjack match for the 24-7 championship, but only Elias and Truth are eligible to win during the match. You got stars from Raw, stars from SmackDown, and Elias wins with a drop kick and a roll-up. Uh-huh. I would like something explained from R-Truth, from Elias, from Corey Graves, whoever can make sense of this shit that the 24-7 title has you so off guard in general Uh that you're more likely to get pinned with things that you, quite frankly, don't usually happen. True. Make some sense of it. Make some sense of this, even if it's going to be ridiculous and fun, and Matthew McConaughey should have won that championship last night. 100% should have. Or or Lance Armstrong. He should have cheated. Then he would have stripped, he would have been stripped of it for PED violation. Woof. Uh, Jimmy Van says his kids had the same Cookie Monster toy. There you go. Anyway, 
Stop stop abusing uh, the messages, Jimmy. <laughs> the Lumberjacks hit the ring and brawl, but Elias sneaks out and they both go under the ring. WWE has posted a video from under the ring. Yes. Which leads me to believe that they have a camera under there at all times now. Why, that, has not? To be, that has to be the story. And Truth wins it back by smashing Elias' head into the chair. Now, normally I would say, man, that doesn't make any sense. Why would they have a camera under there? Have you ever read Chris Jericho's books? No. He talks about how he and Dave Batista got fined like six figures for blading. Oh. And how they got caught blading. They were brought into a room <laughs> and shown a bunch of camera angles that they have never seen on TV. Wow. That are there all the time. And WWE was like, we see that you did it here. We see that you did it here. And Jericho was like, what are these camera angles? Why do these exist? <laughs> and I, I don't know. He's, it was suggested that maybe they exist solely for security purposes. Sure. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I like the 24-7 title. It's so much fun. Yeah, no, truth, truth is made for it. That's, that's for sure. Um, I, I, still, I still want to, like something, what is the, de- why is it beneficial to hold it? Like, give me anything about it. Like, it seems like it's a pain in the ass. Like, you're getting chased by people all the time. Yeah. You're getting attacked on the golf course. Like, like I don't understand. I mean, like, is, is we, we there- shouldn't have to guess. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. They tell us. I mean, the idea of, like, oh, it's just because you want to be champion. But why? Yeah, okay, I guess. But but the thing is, all the guys who were above, let's say, lower mid-card level, they don't want to be champion. Like, they, they're not involved. They're not part of the Lumberjack crew. They don't care. So why should we? Yeah, we got to have an interview where somebody weighs the positives and the negatives of this title. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we got to do. Alistair Black cuts another moody promo. These are getting better every week. I'm really starting to enjoy these. Like, he's begging for a fight. Okay, last week I said it was from Pineapple Express. It was from Superbad. I apologize. Wrong movie. I like this, but who do you think is going to be the person that calls him out? I don't know. Um, somebody uh, somebody joked and said probably a Raw wrestler. Yeah, probably will be. <laughs> um, I, I, I want it to be somebody um, uh, formidable. Like somebody, you know, like that, that would be like, okay, cool. That I, I want to see that match, but Alistair Black can't lose. Like he can't lose that match and he can't lose that feud. So is it better to, for it to be somebody formidable that he just stomps and moves on to the next person? Like, I, I don't know. Like I've, I've been buddy Murphy volunteered on Twitter and then Alistair Black didn't mention it in his, in his, uh, in his promo tonight. So I guess that's not canon. I guess Buddy Murphy didn't quite unquote, quote unquote, not walk up to his door. Apparently, Alistair Black is sitting in like a closet with, with, when he, and he's got his name on the door. And somebody has to knock on the door in order for him to actually be challenged. It can't happen over Twitter. So I wouldn't mind seeing it be Buddy Murphy. Somebody said Ali. I'm like, no, 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 no. Both you can't be somebody who who could take a loss and and hurt them. It has to be somebody who you go, ooh, I want to see that match. But if he loses, he's bulletproof. So I don't know what that is. You know what would be be interesting? Kevin Owens, because Kevin Owens is not doing anything and he's bulletproof. He loses all the time. But that match between him and Alistair Black would be great. Ollie hasn't been on TV in a couple of weeks either. I kind of forgot about that. Lars Sullivan promo in the ring. 
Woof, 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 woof. I didn't hate it as much as everybody else did. He did kind of very Joe Dirt promo, like, why is a tree good? Why is a sunset good? Why is boobs good? Type of thing. <laughs> Mongo only pawn in Game of Life. Yeah, uh, he's not happy about being called a freak. And he wants to hurt people, especially all you people. Alex, the close of this promo was the interesting part. I am under the assumption that he wants to paint a portrait using the semen of Luchel's party. Right, I guess he's not allowed he said, to say- he, said he said bodily fluids. and which, which, that's which, which also includes blood. Pretty open to interpretation, and on this show, that is dangerous. It could it could be you know bile from from you know from yeah, the gallbladder, sure. possibly. We don't know, but I, all, eyeball all, eyeball juice, sweat. It could be any of those things, Snot. but it also could be semen. We we can't rule that out as a possibility. The problem with all this is, is it starts with. Would you ask the nightingale why it sings its sweet song? And right then, <laughs> that was great. It's over. That was, that was amazing. It's over. <laughs> that was the best line. That, then uh, it's over. After that, you, I can't take you seriously for the rest of your career. Would you ask the nightingale why it sings its sweet song? No. Do you Sorry. think? Do you think that Vince McMahon wrote that line? Oh, it's such good shit, pal. It's such good shit. Because let me tell you. <laughs> Lars is facing an uphill battle as is with with the things that came out from him. I thought (laughs) that he did the absolute best he could have done with this. Yeah. No, he tried, man. He tried. The guy could not have done better with what he was given. And I, I didn't hate it as much as everybody else did. Do I think that it helped him in any way? I don't know about all that, but I didn't hate it. But uh, just because of the Nightingale line, <laughs> it was so ridiculous. But like, I if the I, I the, these are the same people, Alex. That they don't think care about the general rules of their show, but they expect to be like in touch with this promo. Yeah, this is the ah uh, gosh. I mean, Lars Lars Sullivan coming out here and doing the poems about Nightingales or whatever. But then he says, "Do you like nursery rhymes?" You know, like, like I, I, okay, all that's fine, well and good. I mean, he, I do, I don't. I mean, he tried memorizing the words. He got, he flubbed up some lines. You could tell he was nervous because they said, "Hey, kid, you got to say this whole damn thing verbatim when we haven't asked you to say a damn thing for the last couple of months." So. He he was trying to memorize it. It came off a little shaky at points, but all right, we'll see where I, he goes from here. I want him to come out and spout random bird facts now. <laughs> I mean, I would you I expect like- said nightingale <laughs> to, to live in a habitat with an aridity index higher than zero point three five? Because ha, huh. yeah, yeah, um, man, yeah. Good luck, Lars. Good luck. Shane McMahon teases calling out Roman Reigns live in the ring tonight. He does, while throwing to another video. He has the Revival with him. I like that. But they only exist to get beaten up by Le Big Doge. 
which yep. they do. And hey, that's fine. Woman's got to get the heat back. But Drew McIntyre runs out nowhere, beats him up. Shane Spears, Roman Reigns. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, I did that uh, last I mean, night too. He's doing he's doing it all. This is it's a listen, this this is basically a retread of what happened last night without without the six man tag preceding it. Um I, I, I kinda like listen, a Drew McIntyre out of nowhere, like greater than sign, Randy Orton out of nowhere. Like the Claymore that just pops up in your face. I, I love that thing. That's great. Um I, I don't understand why we're having Shane McMahon go out in the middle of the ring, stand there with a couple of his stooges, and and cut promos about how to castrate dogs. Like I just don't under like what is the what is the I knew, just I, move forward with this program so we can get it done with and over. Man, I even I like almost tuned that out, but yeah, he has a line about neutering dogs. My God. Andrade was set to face Apollo Crews, but hit him with a hammerlock DDT, and that's a wrap for Apollo. <laughs> yeah, that is a wrap for Apollo. Balor is still, in fact, in WWE. He comes out, beats up Andrade, but then eats a hammerlock DDT of his own. He took that great. Yeah, he did. It's great. It's good. Because he won't be taking that on uh, on Friday. So, Well, that match is going to happen. Well, yes, Goldberg... Goldberg comes out. I, I half expected him to say because he is Goldberg to be like, too bad, bro. Family man is here. Because <laughs> you know him. He loves to do things on his own terms. Sure. I understand you want the ass kicking Goldberg, but I still love my family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my family comes first, but you're next. You know, something like that. I'm not going to do it. I'm not gonna do it. No, no, no. <laughs> not, not gonna do. One. Not that one. I'm not messing with the families. Not that. Uh, one. He said. I thought he was about to throw to a video here, but he didn't. He says the asking Goldberg is here, and the Undertaker is next to rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, good shit, pal. Yeah. Not. Good. Not good. Not. Not good. Boy, Undertaker shows up, almost takes out the cameraman. Did you see that? No, I missed it. So the lights go dark and you can see the camera shake real hard. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's in the ring with Goldberg. Then he just disappears and leaves. Well, I love that. That Listen. I, I mo- liked it. The moment when the lights go out, dong, and then the lights come up blue and it's just the Undertaker in there with, with Goldberg and Goldberg slowly turns around. And that moment where Goldberg looks at the, at the Undertaker and takes a step toward him. 18-year-old me would have marked out so hard for this, but that was 21 years ago. Like, like at the time, at the time when Goldberg was at his peak, and and at that time, The Undertaker, I mean, The Undertaker 21 years ago, are you kidding me? Like, the idea of that would have been just amazing. And now I feel like I'm watching going, for a split second, I got that, those same vibes from it. And I remembered, oh, these these are two old men. <laughs> you know, they're gonna yeah. fight. They're gonna fight for three minutes on Friday, and that's gonna be it. But I mean, or God bless us, you know, fifteen to twenty minutes. But I, I mean, they this have was wasted a really cool no moment. time for this this thing. I mean, it hasn't wasted like hardly any time on WWE programming. Nope. I'm okay with everything they've done with Goldberg and, and Undertaker so far. I thought this was a cool moment. 
Uh, an even cooler moment was Goldberg desperately trying to hug this child in the crowd who wanted <laughs> nothing to do with him. <laughs> who is this old man? I remember you from the night that wrestling died one. <laughs> Uh, I have really liked uh, the Undertaker Goldberg stuff. It's been minimalistic. Why yeah. not? Yeah, it's fine. It's 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 two old guys having a, a dream match one more one time before we're we're both gone. One more again. Okay, WWE Super Showdown up next. Reminder: subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. It's the most direct way to support us. This week alone, Fightful Report podcast, the Monday Nitro Retro Review. Uh, we have the midweek podcast with Mr. Warren Hayes. Then this weekend, it's the Weekender podcast. I also have another Q&A show coming up. Outside of Fightful Select, we have the Wrestling Perspective podcast with Dennis Farrell and uh, P.D. Williams. And we have the Women's uh, Wrestling podcast, The Division, with Kristen, Jeremy, and Warren coming up this weekend as well. Those will be on our audio platform, so make sure you subscribe somewhere. But WWE Super Showdown, or as we call it, Alex... Sands of time. There's some people that are getting tired of that. Don't worry. It's almost over, guys. It's almost over. Until the next time they do one of these, then it's yeah. bringing it back. Because it's it's Sands of Time 1, Sands of Time 2, and so on. They're not being called anything else by this by this podcast. We have shirts to sell, my friends. That's right. Shop.fightful.com. 50-man battle royal. We know that the Revival, the Usos, Miz, Mojo Raleigh, Cesaro, and Ricochet are in it. Who do you think will win it? Is Elias in it? I don't know, but I'm going to assume so. Since they did mention that in relation to the 24-7. Yeah, uh, Elias seems like the kind of guy who would, mostly because, oh, it, it pays to be friends with Shane McMahon. Is a, is a, is a, look, look, look at what Shane O'Mac, Shane O'Mac has done for his career. He's just won this battle royal where absolutely nothing was on the line. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, Elias seems like the kind of guy who they would go with. Uh, maybe Cesaro. I don't know. I mean, who's who's the the giant guy in it? Because Braun's not in it. So like uh, Otis. I don't think we're gonna do with Ugh. Otis. I don't think we're gonna do Otis. Wouldn't hate it if Big Show showed up and won this. Don't That'd know if he's fun. healthy. No yeah. idea. Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon. Roman's winning this match. It's not. <laughs> not even. Yeah, come on. Please. Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman. Strowman's got to win this. He's got to continue his reign of terror at Sands of Time. Yep. Even though he didn't win last time, he got his ass whipped. But he's in big matches at uh, in Saudi Arabia, so he's got to win. Triple H versus Randy Orton. It should be Randy Orton. He's more active on the show, but it's going to be Triple H. <laughs> yeah, you'd think. I mean, it's it shouldn't it shouldn't be, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be. I mean, the 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 only thing about it is that that I I feel like you got to get an RKO in there, and nobody kicks out of the RKO, so I guess he rolls to the outside or something. The okay, the RKO has to happen. So that's the only thing that makes me think maybe Randy's got a shot because if he hits one of those, you know, quote unquote, out of nowhere, then um. Then maybe uh, maybe he gets the the, the quick victory in, in like out of nowhere, quote unquote, um, over Triple H. That's possible, but I still think Triple H is going to win. Demon King Finn Balor 
defending the Intercontinental Championship against Andrade. Uh, Demon and, King ain't losing and, here. And, nope, not here. I mean, it, it would have been interesting if they'd if if the Demon is ever in a like a multi man match where he doesn't have to be the one pinned. Does it count that he lost? Like, because at some point he's going to have to lose, but I don't want him to actually lose because I like the idea of him being undefeated, just unpinned and unsubmitted as the demon. But in this case, no, there's there's no way, especially after tonight when Andrade stood tall, the demon's winning. The Undertaker versus Goldberg. Now, you just know that Goldberg is taking this way too seriously. Yeah, probably. So I think that he will win, but the Undertaker's lost at Crown Jewel, at Super Showdown. Uh, he lost at MSG too. It's a lot of losing for the Undertaker. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the thing is he's 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 at the end of his career. The hip, the cachet of him just being there is enough. He's he's like I don't I don't think he's actually we're building toward anything. You got to keep the Undertaker strong. So something. Nope. So it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Goldberg won. Uh, but you know, also like they could just do this thing. Hey. WWE over WCW, they could still try and pull that yeah. back too. I think if you can get Goldberg to show up to these shows, yeah, there's probably more value in Goldberg left than that's Undertaker. True. Even that's even true. in those like two, we know Goldberg can go in a two to three minute match. Well, yeah. two years ago we did. We don't know how the, the those I have two no years, idea what he looks like in two, after two years. That's the thing, man. And the Undertaker, like he looked a little bit better, like his, his he looked a little bit smoother his last time yeah. out. But man, he, that that match in, in in Saudi Arabia was so garbage. It was so bad. Goldberg's last match was two years ago, but it was good. It was a good, quick match. Yeah, I mean, if, he it, can, if he's capable of that, I wouldn't mind seeing him. On the a couple of these Saudi Arabia shows, right? No, I mean, I, I, I expect something like choke slam, no sold, you know, get back up, uh, something. Uh, I don't think maybe it'll be a spear, and then Goldberg will preen, and Undertaker will do his sit up thing, and then they'll you can lay out a real great three to four minute match between these two. Yeah, yeah, but again, four to five minutes should be the ceiling. I don't want to see them like. Figure out ways of. I don't want to see them do the thing of like, oh, this match was changed to a no disqualification match, yeah, just before the bell. Hey, so, and, yeah. unless they want to immediately go outside, spear through the barricade, choke slam through the table, walk back into the ring, set up your finish, go. Sure, that's fine. Lucha House Party against Lars Sullivan. Lars is winning this. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler WWE Championship. And then we have Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin Universal Championship. If Brock Lesnar cashes in, who does he cash in on? Ah, God, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I had some, some guy, some poor, poor soul who watched some other podcast where the guy was like, "I guarantee you, he's going to show up. He's going to beat Seth Rollins, and he's also going to beat Kofi Kingston. He's going to be double champ." And this guy who tweets me this video says, "If they do that, man." I'm, I'm giving up on WWE forever. I was like, listen, I wouldn't blame you if that's what they did. I just don't see that happening. As far as who he's actually going to cash in on, it's got to be Seth, right? No, I don't think it does. I think right I mean, now oh, the hottest talent in WWE is Kofi Kingston. If I were WWE, I'd be going to a Brock Lesnar cashing in and then go Kofi Kingston rematch at SummerSlam. 
That's what I would do. And I I would maybe get the New Day involved in that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Am I confident that they could execute it? No, man. No, no, because of that one guy. We 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 heard what Brock is like building up for big matches. Like, like we heard it from the horse's mouth. Like Moxley told us all about it. If you haven't heard that interview, it's worth your time. Um. Yeah. I, I I don't want somebody who operates that like that being rewarded with championships and even big matches for championships. It it less it, it demeans the rest of the people who do work hard and do take this seriously. Well, if if it went back to Kofi regaining it at SummerSlam, if if I would be super cool with that. Yeah. Because that is rewarding Kofi. It is in a weird way, it rewards Kofi for losing the championship because he gets such a huge win. Because, I mean, I've heard nothing but positives out of Kofi Kingston backstage. Like, Vince McMahon is, from what I understand, very happy with the way that Kofi Kingston has has handled things as champion, as he should be. As he should be. He's doing a great job, and people are still into it. That's the major thing, is he's still over. And yes, he is. But I also wouldn't pass put a pass in for Vince to tell Kofi, listen... Brock is cashing in on you on Friday, and then we're going to build you getting the title back at SummerSlam. And somewhere mid-July, Vince just changes plans and says, we got to keep the title on Brock going into the SmackDown on Fox. Sorry, kid. You're not getting a rematch. I mean, I could absolutely see them doing that kind of crap, too. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm because I'm so used to it, I'd rather see him holding the Universal title and then building Raw around everyone else and getting that belt off of there than I would seeing him be the absentee WWE champion. I just can't imagine that. Rollins is beating Corbin. There we go. Yeah. That is Sands of time. Andrew Thompson slated to join me this Friday. So uh, we've got shows all week, guys. Listen, your boy, supposed to be live Wednesday again. So join us for that. Q&A show on Select. Midweek show on Select from Warren, uh, Fightful Report on Select, Nitro Review on Select, Weekender on Select. Then we go right into Wrestling Perspective Podcast, Women's Wrestling Podcast, The Division, uh, Sands of Time, UFC. Like there is something for everybody. Don't expect you to watch all of it, but there is something for everybody. Guys, make sure you all leave a thumbs up. It really, really helps us out when you do that. Subscribe here on YouTube. And check out our other audio platforms. Uh, leave a nice review. That stuff also helps out a lot to uh, follow us on the Twitter. Alex, what do you got going on this week? Um, uh, my wife and my daughter and I will be having a picnic by the lake uh, when, sands, when Sands of Time is on the air. I will not be watching it. will not be paying attention to it. Screw this blood money show for a dictator. Guys, I will be here, as miserable as I may be, during that show. Slated for, I think, five, six hours overall. Can't remember. Join me. You don't have to join them, but join me. Listen to me talk about it. Until next time, guys, we're out.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.